Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and welcome to another episode of the Make Motherhood Diverse podcast. I am your host, Remy Chardé. I hope you're all doing well and I hope that you enjoy the episode. See you on the other side. I am sitting down today with a really good friend of mine called Hayley Mann on Instagram. She used to be called Mother Hayes. She's super elusive. This is the first time you've ever sat down and done a podcast, isn't it? Ever, first time. Yeah, it's the first time. It's the first time she's ever sat down and spoken about her personal life in any kind of depth. So we're very privileged here, MMD. Um, and the reason that I wanted to talk to Haley is because you had two children under one. Yeah. For two weeks, but still, she had two. <laughs> For two, two weeks, <laughs> but it, I still did. Yeah, you still did, and I think that you know, like especially now, there's a lot of. Um, people having children close together um, because then they can keep each other company and you can kind of do the the initial child rearing like all in one go and you don't have to go back. But I just wanted to talk to you, first of all, what was your life like before you even got pregnant? Like before you became a mum? So before I got pregnant, I was just a teenager living my best life really. Mm-hmm. I worked, I went on holidays all the time. How old were you when you had your first, or when you got pregnant with your first child? Um, 19. Oh, okay, fair enough. So, yeah. And then, um, how was that whole, like, realisation that, oh my God, I'm 19, I'm having a baby? Um, I was very scared and nervous. I think mainly because I thought I was going to get in trouble (laughs) with my mum and dad. Yeah. Um, and I didn't say for a little while and I kind of hid from them. Do you um, think they could tell though? No, because I just wasn't really staying there. Oh, yeah. okay. Those so ones. I was just coming in here and there. Mm. So it was that. It was also very difficult because like, I was just ill from the get-go. So I was like bed-bound a lot. Wow. Vomiting constantly. I couldn't even smell a flower what i'd be sick do you think that you had um oh hyperemesis i think so because the second time around i was hospitalized a few times and oh put on gosh. drips because i just couldn't eat and i was just vomiting um it was hard and i'm not gonna lie like when you're there like that and you just i felt like i couldn't cope and i actually felt like i wanted to die mm. um i think that's a really powerful thing to say because um I definitely struggled with my mental health as well during my pregnancy, but women, I don't think women talk about that, I think, or people who are pregnant, I don't think, there's like there's a lot of conversations around post-natal depression and post-baby mm. blues and postpartum and the whole post thing, but yeah. for whatever reasons, obviously we were both really young when we had our first child, but that whole thing of like not knowing like you've never done it before so you don't know what the hell's happening yeah, to you yeah i just i just was like anything but this that's what i was thinking was was your pregnancy something you always knew you was going to continue so for me i'm pro-choice i mean it's up to you whatever you want to do whatever is right whatever is best for you but mm. i just for me personally i just i couldn't bring yeah. myself um do you, were you scared? To have any other option. I was scared that, like, I, I can't even explain how many emotions I had all, like, in one go. 
It's so weird because it's making me like want to cry. <laughs> Let me give you a hug. No, do you know what? Yeah, like I always say, like I always say to people whenever mm. we sit down to have conversations like this. The reason why I think it's really important is because there's going to be somebody who will listen to this episode and might be where you were then now. Yeah, and it was hard because you're alone. Yeah. Whether or not like you've got a partner, like it's all in your head and in your mind and your feelings. Yeah. And it's your body. So it was a lot to take in because really and truly I was still a child. Yeah. Obviously at the time before I was a big woman. (laughs) Yeah, don't we all? Though? But yeah, no, you're. It's, it's it was hard. difficult. It's hard, and I think as well, like probably, like we just said, you've not spoken about certain things ever, so ever. you you don't know how necessarily you're gonna feel about it because you've never spoken about these things before. Um, but you you had your first son, mm-hmm. and he was. How many months when you found out? Oh my god. So we had like actually gone on holiday. And a few days in I thought, okay, maybe I ate something bad. I don't know, I'm just, I don't even want this food or... And you know when you just know, I just, I just knew. Like some, some, there's, there's something. (laughs) There's a human there. (laughs) So he was about eight weeks old when I found out what did you do How? what went through your head because obviously like you just said I you just, know. there was just a whole lot of swearing in my head like <laughs> I was like oh my, am I allowed to swear yeah of course you're allowed oh, to oh. swear <laughs> I was like oh fuck even though I was a mum now I still thought fuck I'm going to get in trouble again <laughs> and like fuck like another one like I hadn't even got used to what I was dealing with like in that moment in time um, but afterwards again, I was just like, "Look, is what it is." And how was this? Is what I really wanted to talk about the first, I guess, the first year of your first son's life, and then the first year of your second son's life. Because the first year of your first son's life, from eight weeks, you knew you were pregnant. Yeah. So, so the first year of his life, I actually still feel guilty to this day. Because like, yet again, I was like ill from the get go. I went to hospital a few times, I was put on drips, I was constantly sick, I was constantly tired. I've never really experienced a pregnancy where it was fine all the way through or I felt good or I felt okay. I was constantly drained. I've been anemic like since a child, so on top of that it was just it was crazy, like I could just about get up. So I felt really guilty that I feel like I didn't Obviously, I looked after him day in, day out, but... It's like survival mode. Yeah, I just felt guilty that I didn't... I feel like I didn't spend time with him, even though I was spending time with him. Mm. So that was a bit hard. It's interesting as well, because I think a lot of the things... A lot of the things that you're saying, most people can relate to, but also hyperemesis is something that people do get hospitalised for, but also people don't have more kids because of because of that whole mm. the, the whole idea of mm. having a, a really difficult pregnancy and not being able to get out of bed and all those things so for you to be obviously you wasn't diagnosed with hyperemesis but you had a lot of the same symptoms mm. for you to be going through a lot of the same symptoms and such as like constant all-day sickness yeah. 
and looking after essentially a newborn. Yeah, because it was actually all the way through. And the reason like my second son came was because I hadn't eaten for about two or three days. So was I had to early? go into... No, he actually came on his due date, but I only went in the day before because it had been about three days of not eating. And I couldn't really remember if I felt him because I was just constantly being sick and there wasn't nothing to really be sick of. I forgot if I could feel any movement or anything like that. So, yeah. I mean... It's an agony. <laughs> it's, this is, like, so deep. But did, did you feel... Did you feel like you had support, but also did you try and get support? Or did you know where to? Because I suspect it was quite isolating. Yeah. Um. Obviously, when my first son was first born... All my friends my age, they're at work. They're doing their own thing. So a lot of the time I was at home by myself. My friends would come here and there and it was nice because sometimes I could just go lay down. Or I did like watch the baby or whatever, but it was very lonely. I didn't notice at the time. Yeah, it's, it's more. I think it's more upsetting looking back at how alone I felt when my daughter was within her first year mm. now that I don't feel like that now I have more of a social life and yeah. more friendship basically now my life is more enriched yeah I'm not saying I wasn't supported because I mm. was and I did get my breaks here and there but you know like Monday to Friday is people's like working days and my Monday to Friday was in the house being sick sometimes going out Majority of the time, staying in. Yeah, and going out means like to the supermarket, not out. Wait, out. Yeah, and waiting yeah. for the time to pass, mm. and just like wishing bedtime would come, because that was another thing. My first time didn't sleep, mm. so on top of like my illness, sometimes he was going to sleep at like four in the morning. It was like stress from all angles. Would you do it again? <laughs> <laughs> the look Obviously, she just I'd... gave me. <laughs> Obviously, I did it again another time after the two boys. Yeah, you did. So, I mean, we have little girls the same age. A bundle of joy. <laughs> and we're going to revisit, you know, the first the first two years with, with your sons. But, you know, they were just finished being toddlers when you got pregnant with your daughter. Yeah, so one had started school. The other one was last year of nursery going into school within a few months. Um, so just when they'd grown out of, I feel like the hardest stages for me, it happened <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, and I do feel actually, I, yet again, I keep saying I feel guilty. I, I felt guilty, like I wished the time away. Because when they was bo- both babies, like, it's not the same as twins, but it's similar, like, I just did really wish I couldn't wait for them to get a bit older, um, which is terrible, really. I mean, I think given the circumstances, I can I can understand why. I think that there are, and I think it's important, you know, that you you kind of remember there are people with one kid like me who struggled. So two of her that were born separately. That's two sets of giving birth. Mm, so um, quickly as well my body didn't even get to recover and those are the kind of things that I kind of wanted to explore with you and the things that I wanted to talk about with you 
when it came to the the physicality of having just had a baby and being young and getting pregnant again do you feel like your relationship with your body was affected at all oh my god hugely like definitely um I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not a confident person now because I am but before I had any kids I was more than confident and I was happy with my body completely I was quite proud of it like in a way mm-hmm. then after that my first son I got stretch marks and loose skin mm-hmm. I didn't get any after the second I just had what was from, previous from but mm. still it was like a lot I didn't like to look at, m- at myself um, and after the second I kind of put on a lot of weight not like well my version of a lot of weight um, I didn't feel good about myself I hated my like chest area yeah so there was like a time where I did feel really shit mm. um, after a while I started going to gym and I felt like really good about myself yeah, I've seen all the hashtag yeah. goals underneath your pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to a place where I was like happier. I mean, I don't think anyone's ever 100% happy with themselves. There's always going to be something someone doesn't like about themselves, but it improved a lot. Like, I wasn't miserable. Guys, go and check out her Instagram account because you're going <laughs> to listen to this episode and you're not going to be able to picture the person that I'm talking to. I'm going to at her in the comments. In the links in the wherever just go and check out her instagram um because i think as well it's, it's important that somebody who a lot of people you like you get told on a regular basis that you're pretty and your body looks good and, and your life looks a mm. certain way mm. so i think it's important that you'll be you're able to you know also be honest and say yeah but i didn't always feel like this or sometimes i still don't yeah, and yeah. do you know what i mean because i think one person's inspiration for somebody else is somebody's insecurity sometimes mm. um but that doesn't mean it's right or it's wrong and now you're raising a daughter if she felt some of the things that you felt about how she looked what would you say to her um well, I tell her she's beautiful every day. I tell my sons that as well. Mm. Um, and I think I've said it so much now that she I don't really need to say it because she tells me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I just hope if she ever, like, does feel or, like, say certain things about herself, she, I hope my reassurance is enough and... Does it upset you to think about her feeling the way towards herself? Yeah, because it's not even just a daughter thing. I've heard my son say things that they don't like or... About themselves? Yeah. And in terms of raising boys, I think, you know, as a society we're trying to do better. But there's still a lot to be done. You've been raising boys longer than you've been raising a girl. And in Mm -hmm. terms of their self-esteem, do you think that it makes a do you think gender even makes a difference in terms of children's self-esteem no i don't really think it makes a difference the gender does not mean a thing it's like this is like the thing like it's very stereotypical like boys should like be manly and and girls should be like feminine petite like pretty Mm. and carry themselves a certain way it doesn't matter boy or girl like they all need the confidence like and 
the support and you know like like I said I tell them all they're beautiful they all need that yeah they all need it just as much as each other and did you did you do you think that you had an idea of what it would be like to raise your sons before you actually started raising them like like in your head when you thought of you know these are the kids that I'm going to raise because I know most people have an idea of the kind of parents they're going to be um I mean at the time I don't even think that went, went through my head I was more worried about keeping them alive because mm. I thought but how am I how am I looking after like kids looking after kids yeah um but at the same time yes like I want my children well I hope I do raise them with respect and kindness you do they're lovely kids <laughs> and well mannered yeah they are no they're good kids and not judgmental did you feel judged being so young and having them and then having or not even having them but just having them so close together but also looking young because you look like young now like, oh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> so you know at that age I'm guessing you look younger than you do now um, this is a funny one because as much as remember I said oh, I was always like frightened I was going to get in trouble I cared about what my parents said but around me I didn't really care about what anyone else said mm. what, like, what can you tell me mm, yeah true so in that as- aspect no but this is really strange because when I was pregnant with my daughter I thought oh my god I'm only how old was I 25 or 26 I've got my third kid now like I did think oh what if people think what are you doing with all them kids and then I f- had to like step back and think about it and think Hayley shut up <laughs> like what are you talking about because really that was the norm before Mm. like nobody really waited when they had children like the generation before us or whatever like Mm -hmm. everyone had their kids close together and young Mm -hmm. so why am I any different why is it like something to be looked upon now Mm. like you said you know sometimes you said what would someone think about you like when you was pregnant with your daughter now she's here she's free you've got all three of them you're very you know you take them out how do you feel now? So now, obviously, you, you know, you've been, you've been parenting for nearly eight years now. Uh, no, um, nine. Oh, nearly nine years? Yeah, yeah. So that's nearly a decade. Like, you've been yeah, in this game for a years, while. Yeah, I've been about for a while. <laughs> so how do, you, how do you feel now? Like, you, you've got, like, everybody's, you know, out of nappies, at least in the day. Yeah, like, when I look back, I'm happy. I'm proud that I'm privileged to have my children. It was hard having one baby right after the other. I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. Like my boys, as much as they fight, they're also tight. I'm happy they've got each other. And that's another thing I want to ask. So obviously you've, you had them, you know, and then they was close together and they was babies. And, and then, like you said, your second son was starting school when you found out you were pregnant with your daughter. Mm. So... Was her pre- was your pregnancy with her similar to your pregnancy with them? Every pregnancy was different. The first two was definitely the worst. Okay. With her, I could actually eat food, but there were still times where I could vomit. 
this is quite disgusting, but sometimes the vomit would even come out of my nose. Like, that's how bad oh it was. Gosh, <laughs> but it wasn't constant. Yeah. And I could eat. Like, this time I could eat food. Um, they all were different, but I would say it was the easiest one. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting because that was the easiest pregnancy. And what do you say about her in terms of a child? Oh. Uh, <laughs> other way around them because <laughs> when I'm telling you that girl is not easy I say this all the time I would uh, like the way she behaves it's like I would rather one after the other all over again than this girl really but she's something else and I've never felt so defeated in my life sometimes the way that like yeah she makes me feel so do you feel like even though you had two of them because obviously because of the age gap between them she's getting a very different upbringing to what they had yeah. Do you, do you like? You know what I'm gonna say in there. Like, which? How? How do you feel like you manage the the different situations? Because they were both her age, kind of. She right. So, oh my god, this girl. <laughs> Sometimes I think, have I just created a monster? I don't really understand what I did to deserve this, but it's like she's spoiled. She is. She had me all to herself. The boys, it's like. I never experienced these like tantrums and well it's not needy because everyone needs their mum but it's just like attention yeah attention that's the word because they both knew that there's two of them so that one one of them can't have me all to themselves because I've got to look after both of you and because they was brought up together everything is together so I'm like I don't know how you say this. They they, they, they had me everything. equally. Yeah. They had me equally. Yeah, um, they shared. They shared you and they shared everything. Yeah. And each other. Yeah, because even sometimes my daughter's still like, no, my mummy. Really. Yeah. She's the youngest of three. And I have to correct her. I'm like, no, I was their mum before yours. Yeah. Mm. I'm all of your mummy. Yeah, and their relationship with each other. How how is there how is how is your boys relationship with each other and then all three of their relationship with each other and and what have you done to kind of facilitate that or for it to for it to be this way presently at the moment we're having a lot of arguments in the household it's upsetting because i don't like it like i just want you to always just have each other's backs and that isn't always like the case um then i reminded myself like all siblings do fight especially if they're close in age and i've spoken to other mums and it's a bit reassuring that i'm not the only one <laughs> so it is it, it's okay do you feel like because of um the fact that you had them close together when you were younger mm. you you didn't necessarily have other mums who who also had two kids under one and yeah, no. you know so there, there's certain things that maybe now you're able to talk to people who have just kids who are siblings but because they were essentially like twins but you they weren't twins you didn't have that like you didn't really yeah, have I a, didn't have anyone around me I, d I had like I had I've got a few friends that had a baby around the same time but you don't realise how one how easy one kid is till you have another. No one could really relate to me to be honest. 
but it's funny because it's like it's like some sort of trend or fashion now to have kids so young like I see the hashtags like two under two and I just think <laughs> oh okay like it's like is this a thing everyone wants to do now because it's not as easy like as you lot are writing under your captions <laughs> do you think that that's got um do you think that social media's got a big part to play in how people kind of think about family structure? I think so. I think so. Definitely people look at other people's lives and they want it. But what do you want? I don't understand. Like, what, you can't you see a picture, you don't see nothing else? You um, have your own social media following and it's been growing consistently for the past couple of years and a big thing that people talk to you about is the way your family looks the way your kids look mm. the way you look the way your clothes look the way your lifestyle looks basically essentially your lifestyle how do you feel about i guess people's perceptions of you and how do you feel about how do you feel about the compliments and but also because you get a lot of questions as well i get so many questions <laughs> so how do you feel about the compliments and how do you feel about the questions the compliments i like because it's not easy trying to get at the door with three kids and yourself at a certain time every day like it's not don't get me wrong on school run days sometimes i'm i haven't dressed myself properly but they're all dropped off by 8 15 and i can come back home and just get dressed but like on a normal yeah i quite like it because how we manage to all look neat like i just i don't know how i do it to be honest and how do you feel about the question what first of all tell me what kind of questions do you get that you're you know comfortable talking about um i've always got questions like but it, it's just are you single where's their dad do you get like it's it's quite intrusive do you feel like those are the main kind of questions that you get i get asked um personal life things such as where is their dad or are you a single parent and I guess not everyone understands as much as my like page is public I share with you what I choose mm. and if I wanted to let you know certain things and if my page was about particular like statuses or whatever you would know and it's not that I'm not sharing because I'm ashamed or anything like that I, I'm just a private person as much as my page is public, I'm private. So I show you what I choose to show you. Yeah, and like it's most, not yeah. and none of it's a lie, but you don't need to know everything about me. How do you feel when people ask you those kinds of personal questions? I think wow. Like, what are you doing? Do you just go and ask someone on the road? Are you a single parent? Have you got a boyfriend? Have you have you got this? Have you got that? You wouldn't do that in real life. So why 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 have you got the trick to send a DM to someone you don't even know mm. and expect me to answer it? The sense of entitlement. Yeah, to your, it's mad. To your social media business. is a bit mad. I don't understand. <laughs> How do you feel about social media just on a whole? I guess because you know you've got your family on social media. A lot of people talk about um, whether or not they should have their kids on social media or expose mm. their kids to that. Mm. Um, so how do you feel about you know? all of those kind of things as well it's so strange because well it's not strange but i didn't actually show my sons till they was about four or five so it's been only about three four years now 
I felt very protective and I didn't want anyone to see what they looked like. I didn't want any judgment passed on them because I know people can be nasty. And then one day I just thought, fuck it, like, I'm just going to post us all together. Why not? Because of the family photo. Yeah. And everybody loved it. <laughs> Your kids yeah. are good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, how do you feel about representation as well on social media? Because not many people know this, but you're from... My mum is from Antigua. Yeah. And my dad was Irish. Your children are also part Moroccan. Yeah, yeah, they're half. All four of you are... Aesthetically, you, you can't really tell. Some people can't tell where you're Yeah, from. some people can't tell. And I know that you've had experiences based on that or just little... Yeah, like comments and and it's crazy because you know I've got like two other sisters, hmm. um, and when you put us all together, there's no like misconception. You can see, whereas me, if I stand alone, oh, but your hair straight or. You're quite fair. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know. Do you get your lips done? Somebody's asked you if you got your lips Many done. Many people. People ask you if you got your lips yeah, done? Yeah, they ask me if I get my lips done. Wow. Gosh. And then with your kids, there's assumptions as well that they're, they're white children. Yeah. Um, um, and I know, like, do you talk to them about all of yeah, those kinds yeah, of things? Yeah, it's quite... It's hurtful sometimes because even in like schools children can be horrible and they've been told they're not certain races or religions because that they're white which is quite heartbreaking to hear like when your like son comes home and he tells you that other kids are saying things like that but because he's not white and he is from yeah, those cultures and those yeah. religions <laughs> literally he only it's crazy because he only has a quarter white all, all three of them yeah. are white, <laughs> yeah. but they look white. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I didn't think of that. Um, and another thing as well, do you? I guess what I'm asking is, like you said, that they're, they're, you know, they they are obviously you're half white, so they're part, but they're also from quite a few different places. Mm. Do do you talk to them about you know, regardless of whether or not like they look they look like yeah, what people that, who from those yeah, places regardless are, regardless of how they look. These are their countries, they know their countries, they know their backgrounds, they know who they are, like, that's that, and nobody can't tell them any different. And for parents who, because a lot, a lot of families these days don't look like they're from one specific place, and there's so many different um, multicultural families with different races of people and different nationalities of people, any, I guess any family who's experienced some of the things that you have experienced with your sons in terms of things like, you know, being told they, they don't look enough of something, what would you say to them or what do you say to your children? I'm just going to refer back to what I tell them every day, like, they are beautiful, they are who they are, like, inside or out, no matter what. Um, even when we're talking about this, like, it sounds silly because their skin is fairer so they shouldn't really be going through things like this anyway because they kind of have a privilege yeah they have other privileges they have other privileges so i don't know i it, it's not that i f i feel i don't feel silly in saying these things because this is nothing compared to you know 
what is going on today in terms of like black people but I just let them know like outside opinions don't listen do you talk to them about all of that as well like the flip side of that is their privilege obviously they're really young I haven't like proper gone into depth I mean I try it like I let them know black history all the time like and then do compare it and to say like when you are older you more than likely won't be treated this way but you need to see mm. so you can help and understand to teach other people that this is wrong allyship is very important yeah yeah um i only have a few more questions for you i think this has been a really interesting conversation one of my things this is this is a bit random and a bit off topic but you talk quite a lot on your social media about two things taking your kids out and internet safety now my child does is not old enough to have like a games console but why is it important to you because you you talk about this quite regularly like about how to you know have internet safety and in i think in the parenting community definitely on social media not a lot of people have older children so some of the conversations that you're having because your children are older mm. could you know benefit families with children who are also playing yeah. video games and stuff so why is it important to you and what is what is the methods that you use to monitor their yeah. online safety so i'm sure majority of parents not everyone's going to agree with any sort of screen time but whether it contributes to your mental health or just a bit of peace and quiet for 30 minutes or an hour, <laughs> mm. that's one of the reasons I let them play it. But what certain parents or people don't understand is that if your children are going on the line and playing things, you need to be watching what they're doing and you need to be seeing who they're like, talking to or playing with because they can be exposed to things that you didn't even... Can, you, no, explain, they know can about. you explain a bit more about that for people who've got younger children or people who just are unaware? What are you talking about? So a lot of the games are now like online so you can make like friends. So the boys have like their cousins and like some school friends on their like playstations. And um, when you get joined into games, it then leads you into other people, like other people bringing their friends or their cousins and they can sometimes be strangers in there. So wow. and and as a parent you can't do you can I mean you don't really you don't have to even let your child play but, but this is where you need to playing... teach your children you don't talk to who you don't know mm. you don't add people that you don't know and you don't listen or you don't give out personal information to anybody whether or not it is your family or not you don't do them things online um I they have they have the console in their room but i live in a flat so i can see constantly what they're doing um i think anyone that has a house and their kids are upstairs or in another room you need to check because a lot of things can be said and done in that like one hour um so is it that essentially on some games like a stranger from like another part of the world can yeah, add yeah. your child on a game they can sometimes but these games are age appropriate but they can still yeah it just depends what it is um mm. if if you let your child go online obviously wow okay um 
and how do you monitor as well what they're doing because you you also talk about um i think like parental guidance yeah so i i've got an app for every single console they've got wow so i've got an app for the playstation okay and i've got an app for the nintendo switches um i connected the accounts so I can see all conversations, all voice recordings, any pictures being sent, any games they're playing at the time. So even if, I don't know, they're going to Nanny's house, you can't lie to me. I can see what you're doing in there. <laughs> can you I can see, see what they're getting sent as well? Yes, yes. Voice messages. Sometimes it's quite funny because like, they'll have little group chats of their class friends and... You know, like someone's annoyed because someone lost or someone won, then they're all arguing. It's quite funny sometimes. Yeah. But also, you can pick up on the other children that want to think that they're big adults and say certain words. Mm. Oh, this is okay. Yeah, this so for monitoring. me, this is this is why I like to monitor. Because I even go on the mic and say, excuse me, did your mum hear you say that? <laughs> Are you that rummy? No, I'll do it. <laughs> but they say, sorry, sorry. They start saying sorry in that. I'll I say, I'll tell your mum. Mm. Do you feel like, do you feel like though, because your boys, obviously they know that you're monitoring things, do you feel like there's a certain openness anyway that there is between you? Yeah, I'd like to think that we're, I know they're only kids, but we're on a level. So they can come and tell me, oh, mum, like this person or I haven't had it and I hope I don't get it, but I don't want my kids to like hide away from anything from me yeah close off from you so i give them their freedom but to a certain extent i need to see everything you're doing mm. and you take them out a lot as well you are the queen i do and i feel a bit days. bad i haven't really documented it but i haven't written anything have... for a year uh, yeah I've, the blog's still there but i just haven't even updated it for about two years well if you've got a young family and three kids and you need to figure out something to do in london or the surrounding areas definitely check it out um, it, is it in your bio? Um, it can be in my bio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, by the time this comes out, it will be in her bio. Yeah. Um, I might even update it, add some more things. Cause it's and what are some of the things that you do? Because you've got, you know, you've got two older boys and then you've got a little girl, but you do things with just the two of them and you sometimes do things with just yeah, her and then you do things with all, all four of you as well. Yeah, so um, I quite like doing active things with the boys so anytime we haven't got that little girl <laughs> we do make the most of it and her honestly anytime I talk about this girl I'm just like oh. she makes me tired talking about her but yeah. you take her out like I do but out. this is Rem as much as we aesthetically look good and all these things no one don't see you what happens before we like leave the door <laughs> one doesn't see that she's fighting with me and she don't want to wear this or she don't want to wear that or mm. she wants to, she wants to sit over there she don't want her brothers to do so <sighs> yeah no we had a facetime the other yeah day, i'm aware yeah. how do you um how do you see life going moving forward for your family in it um onwards and upwards really i mean my kids will never go without and I'm gonna make sure like that's how it will always be. 
um, the last two years has been like the hardest for me, obviously, because you know, like I'm a single parent mm. now. But like, regardless, like no matter what, I've got them, and I will do whatever like it takes to make sure. Don't make me cry. We they won't. Want we, for we've nothing. been on this journey together. Yeah. For the past two years, we've been on this journey together. Um, and I think I, I couldn't think of a better person to do it with. I think that you mm. like you smashed it with these kids. You know what you're doing. I've wanted to sit down and talk to you about your life and, and the way that things have gone for you for a long time. Not just because of the f- things that have happened to you, but also how you've managed to still, while acknowledging the fact that it is hard, you've still managed to continue and, and mm. do you know what I mean? And support your family unit and yourself and your children. Um, and it's also definitely in the industry that we work in sometimes it can be hard mm. dealing with certain things privately and it can be even harder to then step out and show up yeah and yeah. you have a life that people idealize there, there are people who look at your page and, oh my yeah, God. and I don't, I, I, it's it's like i love I, i'm happy that people i don't what's the word they, they, they're supportive but it's it's yeah. support but it's also you know people Physically, sorry, not physically, aesthetically look at your life and yeah, they have but certain it's opinions. Like, yeah, they do have certain opinions, but I just... Everybody needs to know. Everybody is fighting something, yeah. like, every day, day in, day, day out. It, mm. I may make it look easy, I may have tried to make it easier for myself, but every day I still wake up and think, oh, like, how will I get through this month, like? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's we're not all human and molding. Yeah, so some mornings I'm just like, fuck this, like <laughs> but I have to get up. I have to I have to do all these things for my children. Like, I have to. And how so do like you it feel... gets done regardless. And how do you feel at the end of a good day? Like when you've done a day with all three of them I can't lie, I don't I wouldn't say end of a good day, I just can't wait for bed sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> On that note we're gonna end it. But I want to say thank you very much for talking to me. I'm Thanks so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I know why. I was so nervous. No, this was a great episode. You guys need to send in your comments and your like love to Haley because she she's super nervous. Um, and this is probably not going to come out for another couple of weeks after we record it. So by the time it comes out, she's probably nervous again. Um, if people want to follow you and watch your life and send you love and support. What is your social media handle and what platform is it? Oh yeah, so follow me on Instagram. It's at Hayley Mon, H A Y L E Y M A R N. Yeah, just hit and me that's up. Where they'll find you. That's where they'll find me. <laughs> the community here at Make Mother Diverse is always growing, and we welcome any and every opportunity to connect with as many of you as possible. The main ways that you can get involved are via our Instagram. The handle is at Make Motherhood Diverse and on there we feature as many stories as possible and we also do Instagram takeovers. The other way is you could come onto the podcast. The email address is mmdpodcast at gmail.com and the final way is writing a blog post. Our website is www.makemotherhooddiverse.com and other than that i hope you enjoyed the episode i've been your host my handle is at remy Chardet, and we will see you next time